Hey there, and welcome to the Coachworth Podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Murphy. Listen, did you know that your brain is the most powerful tool on this planet? It is. And I'm going to teach you how to train your brain, clear your focus, and claim your success. So let's get going. Hey everyone, and welcome to episode 10, in which I try to um, not sniffle and show you the allergies I have, and maybe there'll someday be a podcast episode where I'm not beset by allergies. Um, But anyway, this is a great episode. I I think I'm going to title it Small Kills, because that's kind of the subject. So you've probably heard that most businesses fail, right? This is true. But saying that is kind of like saying most people die. (laughs) You know, it's true, but it doesn't really tell us very much about when or why. So a little story. When I was younger, I was with a colleague one day and we were in Boston at lunchtime. He wanted to go to a restaurant he knew. It had been, I don't know, quite some years since he'd been there. And the city was changing and was different. And while well, we couldn't find it, it didn't seem to be where he remembered it being. And I mostly just recall feeling hungry, a little carsick and annoyed as he, the the driver drove around in circles, kind of obsessed about finding this one particular place. Let's please just let's eat anywhere, okay? Um, that was my that's that was my input. But we ended up at a different restaurant in the north end of Boston, the Italian section. Um, if you don't know Boston, and once seated, he asked the waiter, you know, whatever happened to. Joe's Bistro or whatever it was called. And the waiter reported that sadly, it had closed down a couple years ago. But why? My colleague lamented. He was truly sad. I I don't get it. They had the best veal parm you've ever had. Oh my God. And it was always busy there. So why? Why would they go out of business? The waiter who, we had one of those waiters, he was um, an older gentleman and he just said this, very point blank. He said, all restaurants die. All businesses have their day and then die. I think, I can't swear to it, but I I think I was about 30 at this time. And, you know, I knew, um, I was already on my way to becoming a business owner. And I was deeply steeped in the world of small business and entrepreneurship. And But I remember feeling shocked, not that the restaurant wasn't there or the restaurant had gone out of business, but at the certainty with which this wise waiter offered that all businesses die and how my colleague who was older and more experienced just kind of nodded along and totally agreed. And, you know, I was like, really? And I wondered, like, why? Why does that have to be? Around the same time of my life, I was getting my MBA. And as I said, I was very involved both working in and working with small businesses and startups. That was my world. That has been my entire professional world, actually. And I had a professor at Babson. His name was Ed Merrim. Um, I, I, as I prepared this, I look him, looked him up and um, he's still around. He's still connected to Babson. 
And anyway, if you know him, give him a shout out from me. Um, he was great. Um, he taught a few of my classes that I took in entrepreneurship. He was fantastic. And I learned a lot from him and his classes. But one thing I perhaps most remember um, came from a sign that he had taped up on his office door. And it said this. It said, cash is king. And when it's gone, it's game over. Well, I already knew this, of course, but I love that sign and I've just never forgotten it. Um, if you run out of money, you're toast. We all know that. So that's the money problem that kills most businesses, right? They need money to survive in the beginning. And if there isn't enough of it, the day comes that the founder pulls a plug or someone calls the note or what have you, it's over. <clears throat> this is kind of entrepreneurship 101. There are some businesses that can be started with very little cash, like shoestring budgets, but you know it's much harder. And there's many other businesses. For example, if there's you know technology or research involved or inventory, um, these other businesses they require large transfusions of money um, in the beginning and all through the early stages just to get them going. So this type of money problem running out of cash in the early stage or the very beginning, it's common and it's like, that's not a revelation. But why did this restaurant go under? I mean, I truly don't know. I, I cannot say, and I'm, I can't even remember the exact name of the restaurant actually. I've known many restaurant owners, by the way, who are great chefs, but I don't know, like they fall behind on their taxes or do something dumb like that, and they end up getting shut down. Very common. But this particular restaurant was beyond that. I mean, they'd been around for a long time before shuttering their doors. So, I mean, who really knows? But here's the thing I really want to share with you. All businesses need access to capital like at all stages, it is their oxygen, even established, healthy, profitable businesses. And so business owners, and I know if you're listening to this, you probably are a business owner, maybe not, or you want to be one. But anyway, listen up, because this ties right into why you created your business in the first place and what your passion is, which let's talk about that for a minute, okay? Because Maybe that's a little bit in the past for you, but let's just reconnect with that for a moment. Why did you start your business, right? Why? Honestly, if I ask you this question and you don't immediately have a lot of happy and passionate sounding words coming out of your mouth, um, you have a bigger problem, uh, a problem for another podcast. But most of you, you would tell me some version of this. You would say... I realized I had, oh my God, I had the best motorcycle um, that you know was just perfect and, and the best motorcycle that I could sell at this price point to people. Or I'm passionate and obsessive about this app that I developed and it helps people get better medical care and it does it better than any of the other apps. Or I was working at Brooks Brothers and I thought their ties were too narrow and boring so I started designing some of my own and they just took off. That, by the way, I snuck that in there. That's the story of Ralph Lipschitz, better known as Ralph Lauren, whose net worth is now in the multi multiple billions, by the way. So ask any business owner why they started and whether it was just last week or 30 years ago, that's how you're going to connect with and hear their real passion. But so how does this connect with 
the concept of money and businesses failing. Here's what sometimes happens. You build a business, you put in the money, you put in the time. It's hard, hard, hard work, but you do it. And then you get there, wherever there is for you, right? Um, You reach some level of success. Your business has now customers, obviously, employees, profit, cash flow, and you, you're finally getting paid and things are just humming along. It's so great. There's a good year. There's a couple of good years. You're just ecstatic, like, we've made it. This is great. And the money in the bank account just keeps growing and growing and growing. So this is like your dream come true, or is it? So this is this is where it happens, the decisions I'm talking about. Do you, in this situation, do you A, reinvest money in your business and really like blow it up and expand it? Or B, do you take all the profits out? So I want to tell you where my brain tends to go. I spent way too many years as a CPA, tax advisor, business advisor, investment advisor with a conservative bent. And so many times I explained to my business owner clients, you know, about risk. I would say, hey, you know, you have your whole life wrapped up in this business here. You work here, you own the building, maybe your spouse works here, maybe your teenager works here. It has been your life, and now it's also the largest piece of your net worth, assuming by then it's eclipsed the value of your home. So maybe it's time to diversify a little, right? Take some money out. Oh my God, bonus it. It's going to feel so good. You throw a little to Uncle Sam, a lot, <laughs> and but you buy a few things you want. Maybe you get finally get that fancy car, whatever, but sure, squirrel it away outside of the company. Invest it, you know, properly, like in investments. Mitigate your risk of being a business owner once you're there. And honestly, um, that's not awful advice I would have given my clients. And there has to be some of that. You can get truly wiped out if the only thing you have in life is your valuable business. And that's your only asset. That's just being dumb. And our brains and our accountants' brains, especially, they just want to protect us from what we perceive as risk. But in this case, your brain is a little bit like my dog when you know she's she hears the sound of like the amazon truck backing up beep 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 and you know she perceives a risk but the greater risk is when she chases the truck right so she totally barks at the wrong thing right there's actually another risk at play here the risk to your business which is the thing that's keeping everything going right including your income so your business It was, in the beginning, your baby. You had to feed it, feed it, feed it, round the clock. Maybe now it's kind of like grown up, like college student, young adult, but you know, it, it still needs to eat, right? So if you look around, and you won't have to look hard, there are gonna be needs for that cash. Um, they might It might not be sort of like pay the rent, make the payroll, like those needs are being met, but what else is there? So let's say we're talking about salespeople, right? Can you hire more, a couple more salespeople? So maybe you think about taking a little less bonus and keeping that money in, <clears throat> excuse me, and doubling down on your success. I mean, 
I encourage you to think of it this way. If you had the cure for COVID, I'm recording this in October, 2020. If you had the cure for COVID or the cure for cancer, what would you do? You wouldn't take much money out, right? You'd reinvest it in your company. You'd be so convinced that you had the most important thing to offer the world that you wouldn't be able to stop yourself. Successful mid-stage businesses that sometimes that fail sometimes do so because they starve their con- companies of the cash oxygen. The owners can get a little overexcited, you could call it greedy, and they take out the majority of the profits. And oh my God, you can totally understand why, right? Because sometimes these people have waited and worked for many, many years for that payoff. But if you're the business owner and you want to continue to grow, if you are truly passionate about what you do, meaning you believe you've got the best motorcycle, the the best tie, the best app, or the best service on the planet, then why wouldn't you want to expand it? Believe me, I'm all for stashing a little away. Like I said, the investment advisor, CPA, financial planner, and me tells me that is smart. College educations, get it socked away. Pay off your mortgage, maybe. Get some financial security, definitely. But don't suffocate your business, depriving it of the cash it needs to grow. Scale it or fail it. That successful restaurant, by the way, I don't really know what happened to them, like I said, but I do know this. They never expanded. They had, my friend said they had the best veal parm on the planet. They could have brought their food around the world in some way, but they didn't. Like they could have opened more locations. They could have franchised. They could have become a chain. They could have jarred their sauces or frozen their real parm and sold them at Trader Joe's. I don't know anything. So they died out. I'm pretty sure I'm guessing um, just because they stayed small. They didn't even try. That's what I'm guessing. Small kills. Starving your company of cash will kill it eventually. Staring at the numbers, by the way, on your personal bank account or brokerage account, it's kind of (laughs) great. I won't lie to you, but it's not doing anything good for the world. And it will not bring you real joy the way expanding your business will. You know, I want to see my clients become joyful beacons. Beacons, this is a little corny, but like Beacons of light shining out into the world, being examples of what is possible as a business owner and an entrepreneur, reinvesting in their businesses and themselves so they can bring their full greatness and light to as many people as possible and make more money so they can end up doing what? Taking out more down the road, but also in the process, hire more people support those families, support the economy and drive it like crazy, donate to causes, inspire other people. This is the magic of entrepreneurship. And I hate to end the podcast here because it gets me so excited. I can hardly stand it. But you know, this is what it's all about, people. And if you want to learn more about this, I encourage you to reach out to me. We can talk about how we make you and your be 
your business into a joyful beacon. Hey there. If you're enjoying this podcast, you've really got to come check out the private coaching programs at coachworth.net. In private coaching, what we do is we take this type of material and we apply it to your life. We take it to the next level and we study it with amazing results. Check us out at coachworth.net.